and gentlemen, I hope you can hear the sound of my voice. And here we go. It's the comic, 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 comic book bullies. Man, you come right out of a comic book. Welcome back to the Comic Book Bullies with Nurse New Bully. I'm your host, Leroy, a.k.a. The Sweet Surrender, uh, with my co-host. Uh, yeah, this is Eli, a.k.a. Luscious Jackson. Nice, there you go. Uh, Sweet Surrender is a finishing move on Devil May Cry. Figure out what that movie is. That's but yeah. right. Yeah. That's <laughs> May right. not mean what you think it means, though, but yeah. Um, yeah, but like I said, we're starting off a new episode, and I didn't know we were going to record, and I decided to go ahead and do something, so I want to wish everybody Happy Easter. You know, that's right. Um, it is a holiday today. It is a holiday. Most people celebrate with them, but just want to say happy Easter to everybody. You know, uh, yeah, we understand this joke is running long enough, but uh, just want to let everybody know that we I, hopefully we're old enough to understand that, you know, Jesus doesn't look like, you know, Barry Gibbs from the BGs. You know, hopefully, you know, uh, my, <laughs> my thing like is <laughs> that's what the closer to what he looks like. It's not even a controversial thing. I mean, come on. He, it, obviously, you know. But my thing is, Eli, okay, we celebrating the resurrection of Jesus. Happy Respawn Day for, for those that know that. But what does the a rabbit have to do with anything? You know? I'm or, sure it was some pagan shit that the Christians ripped off like they or, always did. Or eggs. Like, <laughs> rabbits don't lay eggs. What, what do they have to do with anything? You know? These, these yeah, are just questions we need to ask. Now, if you want to celebrate. I'm sure, yeah, yeah, I'm sure you, you look back in history, you know, that's all, you know, you know, most religion, like, Christianity is just a hodgepodge of all kinds of they just kind of pick and chose traditions and said, "Hey, here you go. Go right. to Sunday now." And you <laughs> know Sunday. what? I'm not even I'm not even saying that's a bad thing. But why are they doing Easter egg hunts on churches on church ground when we know, like Jesus and the Bible, never said anything about rabbits laying eggs that, that I know of. You know, not, I don't know, man. I don't yeah. saying. Just do the research. Just look into it. Now, keep in mind, we're not anti-anything. We're just saying, just know what you're celebrating. That's all. <laughs> you know. Uh, that means yeah, it, if it's an excuse to go eat a ham. What do you What do you eat on Easter? Ham? Or, what, or deviled, or, deviled eggs? Deviled eggs? Well, yeah, the Easter argue? eggs. I mean, I haven't yeah. done this shit since my kids were like little kids. So right. I, I don't, I don't, what, what, it was like a dinner. We had, it was like another Thanksgiving, right? <laughs> not that i know of i, ate, I like, just know i just know church was like really really long that day <laughs> so expect to like really be there to pack a lunch when you go in there you know yeah yeah uh, let's days. see it's real pick a holiday it's just like halloween and christmas wait halloween is a pick a holiday oh yeah is yeah. it I didn't know. I didn't know. I'm, yeah, I'm asking. Salwin I didn't know. And, uh, Earl yeah, Edwards yeah. Jones the second. Shout out to you. We already knew about Christmas, so obviously we figured that Easter was about the same thing, also because like a lot of weird traditions going on in there. But no, just go with it. Oh, uh, that means let's move on to something a little bit sad. You know, we're gonna move into something. We're gonna talk about um, rest in peace to oh, Gilbert Godfrey. Yeah, it happened yes. this week. It was a thing we do want to uh, talk about him, celebrate. Uh, Eli, I think I'm gonna let you talk about him a little bit because. 
I'm having okay. trouble. Okay, here's my thing about Gilbert Godfrey. Okay, we all know Gilbert Godfrey. We all know who he is. And we know he has the voice. What is he famous for? His was voice. he having it? <laughs> right. Okay. We we get it. The voice. We good. Okay. But was he like in a hit TV show or a movie? I think, well, I know he did a lot of voices for Card. Wasn't he in like Disney? What character did he do in the Disney? Okay. He, so in he was in a Disney I don't, movie. I don't think you saw. He was in Lion King. Okay. But Lion King didn't make him. It wasn't like, no, oh, he's he was, the guy from Lion King. He was already famous before Lion King. Yeah, he's been a comedian for from from the eighties. I mean, he's he always had like little bit parts in movies. You know, oh, so he was a stand up um, comedian. Okay, he was in one of the Beverly Hills Cop movies. You was know? he? No, I think yeah. you're confused with the guy from Perfect Strangers. No, he was in the Beverly Hills Cop too. Huh. Gilbert Godfrey. He was like, bitch. That's my wife's car. When, <laughs> okay, yeah, see, that. <laughs> that's why I'm trying to figure out like what made him famous. But you just know him. He's just like that guy that was just famous, just for being famous, you know. Yeah. Uh, he, the pair. Oh, yes, Lion King. Okay. Yeah. Uh, was he in Aladdin? Was he in it? Uh, yeah, it was one of those movies. I remember it was one of those movies. Okay. What What I know him from, but like I said, it, he wasn't missing. Put him on a map for me. But what I know him from is Misty Mixio Picnic. That's right. The name is impossible to say from Superman. You know, now, like I said, he was already famous way before that came out. But anytime I read a Mr. Mixio Picnic story in Superman comics, I picture Gilbert Godfrey. You know, that's what I always <laughs> do. Now, funny thing is, I do remember hearing like a like maybe like two years ago seeing an interview from Gilbert Godfrey. He wasn't doing the voice. So the voice is an act. Uh-huh. Yeah. So he talks like a regular guy. It's just when he's putting on the act, and he, and he actually even did the voice. He's like, "Yeah, when I when I go to do the thing and the stand up comedy, then I and then he switched to the voice." Now, like, let me cut this off. It's gonna like like Bobcat Goldthwait or whatever. <laughs> I, I thought that was really him. That's not that wasn't really his voice. No, he can talk normal. <laughs> can he? Oh, I didn't know that. Okay, so yeah, so Gilbert Godfrey apparently was the same way. He just it was like a thing he just did. It was like a, a character, you know. So, well, he's really but, famous for the aristocrats joke. He told like right after 9-11. Um, okay, so what is the risk graduate? Because I keep hearing about that, but I have no idea what that is. It's like an inside joke that comedians know and they have a, their own take on it, but they make it as dirty as possible. And it's just like a thing that they've, it's like a com, a comedic tradition that stand-ups, um, you know, they all sort of have their own hand and make their own versions of this joke. Because I heard Norm McDonald had a version of it also. Yeah, like, a, and there's a documentary about where, like, all these comedians get together and talk about it, and they all tell their own versions of it. But I guess Gilbert Godfrey's version was famous because they were doing a roast of, uh, I think it was Hugh Hefner or something. Mm. It was, like, right after 9-11. So there had been no, like, comedy, like, stand-up comedy in New York. It was, it was a right weird after. time because nobody yeah. wanted to laugh around that time. Yeah, yeah, so they were doing this roast and people were kind of nervous about what to say and Gilbert Godfrey got on stage and told that joke and it basically united the room and everyone started laughing again and it was like this hilarious, very dirty version of, of it. And it's on YouTube. It's, it's, it's pretty funny. But yeah, okay. he's, that, that was like, that's like iconic now of his version of that, his telling of that joke. But yeah, he always sort of pushed um, boundaries. You know, he's a very, like, uh, as far like as- Like a taste. raunchy comedian. Yeah, It, it was the 80s, so yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's been in like diff little bit parts of movies. There's a movie, there's a really cheesy horror movie called Highway to Hell, where mm -hmm. he played Hitler. 
Wait, what? Okay. Yeah, he's in a he's in like a strip club in hell, and he, and he plays Hitler, and it's Gilbert Godfrey going nine nine Shiza, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and you can imagine that voice. But yeah, like Bill, Beverly Hills Cop, he was in like was it Ford Fairlane? Remember he that was, movie with Andy? He had a big he had a big role in Ford Fairlane, didn't he? he wasn't yeah, just like a wasn't big he like one of the murder victims? He got killed on the air or whatever. <laughs> something like that. It was like yeah. a shock jock or something. He killed him. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. So yeah. Yeah. So he's been around. Um, but yeah, he, he yeah, I can't pinpoint like the, the iconic role that he had. He's That's just, the thing, because uh, I was sitting there yeah. thinking about the whole thing. It wasn't like a thing that just put him on the map. It was just he was just there. Like he was famous yeah. before I was around. So I, Hollywood I just Squares. It. He was on Hollywood Squares. He was on Hollywood Squares all the time. That's yeah. right. That's probably yeah. I think that's where everybody knows him from, Hollywood Squares. Because mm-hmm. yeah. he was kind of like a breakout person from there so <laughs> yeah. i don't know yeah. i need to do i need to do like good a journey uh, for him. Uh, yeah good journey i need to do like a documentary on I, well just look up a documentary on him or do some research on it because i'm pretty sure we probably did it before we did the podcast that's okay <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i just figured you just knew this stuff I, just, you <laughs> and you you the one who told me about it <laughs> <laughs> oh well. all right so let's get to it let's see what if oh, no, let's click it and see what we got uh, the biggest role was being, like, I guess, but he was famous before that. That's the thing. Yeah. So it wasn't like yeah. that made him. People just knew who he was, you know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, okay. <laughs> Eli, I'll let you start off with this because I, I, I don't really know where you're going to go with this. I don't know where you're going to go with this, but let's go. Like I said, we're okay. Oh, I'm going to let you set this up and see where we're going with this. So I just heard about this and I was like, what the hell? So I don't know what Sandra Bullock has anything to do with it other than she thinks it's a good idea, but I guess there's chatter on the internet that I haven't been aware of until like this week that they want Daniel Radcliffe, AKA Harry Potter to it, play it's Wolverine. Been a, it's been a thing for a while. It's been a thing for a while. It's the first I've heard of it. Yeah. So I'm just hearing about it and I'm pretty much like every other boomer. What the fuck is this bullshit? <laughs> now here's the thing eli now i'm i'm playing devil's advocate for a second i'm not for harry potter being wolverine either but i'm playing devil's advocate people say the same thing about the twilight guy you know oh he can't be batman he's too sparkly he's too vampire like (laughs) look what the fuck like he plays other roles you know now the thing about this is but playing the other side of it it's not really the same thing because oh yeah the vampire guy played in other stuff and he played in other roles that made you believe he was Batman. Like, he got, like, a Netflix movie called High Times. He was great in that. Tenet, he was great in that. And he was basically playing, like, a James Bond-type guy in that. So when you watch him in those roles... Good Times, I, that was a good movie. Right. Good, where he plays a total scumbag. But, yeah. Right. <laughs> that that Tower movie, that Light Tower movie, stuff like that. So he played in awesome movies that made you forget about oh, yeah, the vampire sparkly yeah. shit. Yeah. Harry Potter, on the other hand, he hasn't played in any, like, gritty, you know thug roles that make you want to think he's Wolverine or shit like that. And that's my thing. He's too fucking pretty, you know? Yeah. And, and Wolverine, he, I've always thought of Wolverine as this little, hairy, ugly, smelly fucking prick. So so you don't think of him like, like Hugh Jackman, the runway model? No, you know, just, no. Okay. <laughs> no, I, you know, I, I, and that's what I liked about him, that he was just like this smelly, little, hairy, ugly thing, but still yeah. got to bang hot chicks. <laughs> right. But you can't sell that in Hollywood. Because that's, that's how I grew up with Wolverine also. That's how yeah. I imagine Wolverine as. Yeah, and, but and I, just look, yeah. I just look at, you know, Harry Potter. I'm just like, he's too pretty. He's too impotent. He's too soft. 
Yeah. <laughs> he's that, too that, delicate to be yeah. with. And I know he's short. I heard he's like really short, but so is but, Agent Cody Banks. That kid's like fucking three feet high. You know? <laughs> right. But and that's the reason why people want him to be uh Wolverine, because he's short. Because he's short. Yeah. That's it. So is that's Danny the only DeVito. reason. So is Jack. He Black. he's on the list also. <laughs> he's on the fan list also. People wanted Danny DeVito for the longest. Because the thing is with with uh whatever dude named Harry Potter. I don't watch those movies, so I don't know who he is. But there was some fan art that came out a while ago that basically had, like, Wolverine. It was like Hugh Jackman's body with Harry Potter's face, but it was, like, you know, shaggy, and it was like, could he be Wolverine? And that's when, that's when people start jumping on the bandwagon. People start rolling down the hill. Oh, he can be Wolverine. He can't be oh, Wolverine. Oh, they can do with that anybody's face. They Exactly. <laughs> they can. But for some reason, people just jumped on Harry Potter just thinking that's it. Because here's the thing, Eli. We're old. We don't know any better. We don't really understand how popular these Harry Potter movies are. Oh man! Well, what there's, a like there's a new one just came out, like today right, or like right, today. right. Yeah. We're the, and we're the only nerd group that's not reviewing the shit. Why? Because yeah. I forgot it came out until you just mentioned it. <laughs> Meanwhile, everybody <laughs> I mean, I else try. I gave it a thorough try. My niece was reading the books. She gave me one to read. It wasn't even the first one, and I read it. And I gave it a thorough try. To get, I could see why kids like this shit, but I. I haven't seen all the movies. I, I yeah, I just wasn't wasn't my thing. Okay, so, so you you gave try. You read the book, okay? I actually read a couple of the books. Yeah, couple. Of, okay, <laughs> I watched the first movie. I watched the first movie, and I was like, nah, <laughs> I'm good on this. You know, I watched several of them, and I and at one point I was like, eh, I don't care anymore. <laughs> Yeah, and the thing was, I forgot about the first movie. I was like, okay, it was a thing. It's not my thing. Move on. Like, and then it became this huge sensation out of nowhere. I'm like, what the fuck? You know? Oh, I'm, it, I'm yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm just saying, it caught me off guard. I wasn't expecting it to be that huge of a I thing. I mean, it was huge you know? before the movies came out because I remember I was I used to work at a I used to work at Target, and yeah. um, and I was like stocking shelves, and someone came up to me and says, "You got the new Harry Potter." And I'm like, who the fuck is Harry Potter? What the fuck is that? I didn't know what they <laughs> were talking album? about. <laughs> yeah, like Harry Potter. I'm like, what? What the fuck is Harry Potter? Like, what is that? And oh, it's a book. Oh, it's, I don't know. Go check the books. Like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> like, I don't... And then all of a sudden, a couple years later, there's a movie. I was like, oh, okay. And then it's and then now it's this big giant thing, you know? It's Star yes. Wars for a new generation, I guess. You know? it, it's their Star Wars, yeah. So yeah. I. But you can't, I can like say it's you, but like I said, I guess it's that crowd that wants him to be the Wolverine because he's so big, they just want him to be in stuff, you know. I guess. Yeah. Did, it, they, re- did they read Wolverine? Probably not. <laughs> saw... Here we are, the gatekeepers. Did you read any of the comics? You, know <laughs> you don't know this shit. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, yeah, so of course they're doing that. But, but yeah, they, they want these people to be in all the movies. They want to be uh, casting everything. Like what, Emma, Emma Watson, she was hot. Like she was in everything for like a hot minute, you know. People just wanted to be in stuff, you know. Um, I kind of related to, and like I said, I'm I'm not trying to sip your toes. He like kind of related to Game of Thrones, you know, oh. where everybody in Game of Thrones was hot. They wanted Game of Thrones cat character actors to be in everything. There you go, yeah. Jon Snow. Get that dude to play Wolverine. He's Harry. He's already and, playing a dude. And he, oh, is, what's he? Oh, he's an Eternal, isn't he? Yeah, I still no, haven't he, seen that. He's not an Eternal. He's an Eternal's boyfriend oh but he's a thing well see they fucked up see they yeah. fucked that <laughs> he could have been wolver because that so, dude's like three feet high too isn't that dude short yeah but and he like dainty and shit too 
kind of he don't he don't uh, I mean, he come off himself. like he was like, you know he was yeah he was like a viking and and, and, and uh, you know who would in my mind in my mind who would be the perfect wolverine who's already somebody but who would be the perfect wolverine who? john bernthal i honestly think he would kill it as wolverine matter of fact i think he would be a better wolverine than he was a punisher yeah I, and the thing is I, and i get that that's what, going back to this daniel radcliffe like they i think they want somebody young somebody to bank that the black kids. Knight, yeah yeah they but want he's Wolverine. Young. You can't have a teeny bopper heartthrob Wolverine. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Well, <laughs> see, that's the thing. Hollywood fucked up Wolverine. The the way we know Wolverine. Yeah, we yeah. some gatekeepers right now, shit like that. When we grow up, Wolverine actually was not the focus of the X-Men. He was in there. He was in the group, but it yeah. wasn't like everything revolved around him. He was just a dude that was just there, you know. Yeah. Every he's now and then he had some cool. Yeah. yeah. Now he would pop out because okay, all the X Men got the ass kicked, and then he'd be the guy to show up and go, okay, now it's my turn. And that's the kind of Wolverine you get. He's like that specialist guy that came up. But the movies turn around, and now he, you got to make him a leading man. You got to make him this runway model. You got to have him this love interest. You got to make every story about him. When that never was Wolverine, it's kind of it kind of goes away from what Wolverine was. And like you say, he was just like dirty guy that just nobody really wanted to hang around with, but they kind of had to because. He was the bruiser of the team. He was the guy that got shit done. The other guys didn't do, you know. But shit yeah. never revolved around him, and that's yeah, the they thing ne- they want. They, they never, yeah. at least like the, the X Men movies, like they never sort of highlighted that animalistic nature or his berserker rage really until Logan. It's, it's PG thirteen. You know? It's only so yeah. They never. Movie. We never saw that. We all we only saw heartthrob, pussy whipped. Captain Save-A-Hole Wolverine. Right. <laughs> we saw yes, Delicate uh, Wolverine, and we never right. got to see that animal, and that's like so, such, such a part, a huge part of the books is him dealing with that animal nature that he struggles with. Right, he had to kid. struggle to be in, yeah. like, around people, societies. Yeah. Like, he didn't and know how to, e- yeah, he yeah, had no social skills. Yeah, yeah, and it's the X-Men, it's the kids, it's, it's working at the school and, you know, falling in love with Jean Grey and what's her name, Marco or whatever from uh, Ma- Ma- Mariko. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, th- that's who made him human. And that, but that came later on, but that was always a struggle. And you never really saw that in the movies unless Logan, unless it was Logan, you know, right. I feel it was the closest one because it was raw rated and they got to like, you know, go hard. But, but yeah, I, yeah, I just don't see, I don't see it. You know, but who knows? Like you said, yeah, I I, I thought Pac Man wasn't going to work, and you know, uh, it's one, it's it's. I can't wait to watch. It's going to be on tomorrow, or maybe after this. Let's no, it's it's done. on now. It's, it's on, on now. now. Okay. Hurry up, let's get right. this done. So yeah, watch okay. For, yeah, news, breaking <laughs> news right now. The Batman is on HBO Max right now. Go and I already seen it twice. I saw right. it twice in the theaters already. I, I saw it humble. twice in the theaters. Awesome movie. <laughs> pa- Pattinson killed yeah. it. I mean, people yeah. were doubting him. I thought he killed it. But that being said, that Harry Potter guy cannot be Wolverine. I don't give a fuck. Unless he he's... comes out with some assassin movie that I've never seen before. And he's some kind of hitman. I'm like, you know what? Maybe he could be Wolverine. Until he does that, he can't be Wolverine. So, he yeah. I don't using lotion. Yeah. Like, he needs to, like, get have his skin dry out a bit. Get some right. cracks. Get some, mm-hmm. like, you know, scraped up knuckles, grow some hair, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Get some <Right>. pubes. <laughs> <laughs> can he grow hair? I don't know if he yeah. can or not. <laughs> yeah, man. He's, he's too. He's, In my he's, mind, yeah. he's still 12 years old. He's probably like 35 <laughs> or some shit. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> this is the last time I saw this movie. <laughs> uh, that's why we're the comic bullies, not the Harry Potter bullies. I don't know shit about Harry Potter. So, uh, let's see what we got here. Uh, 
Indian thoughts on the upcoming Doctor Strange movie. Gonna be awesome. Already got my tickets. Yeah. Oh damn. I think yeah. it's gonna be great. Yeah. Sam Raimi. Uh, hey, I'm down. Sam Raimi. It's gonna be the closest Marvel has gotten to horror. The closest. Might not Probably. be full blown horror. Might not be horror. But like I said, it's Sam Raimi. Raimi. So. Disney. If anything. Horror. Yeah, it's Disney horror. But anything he kind of popularized horror movies. He's kind of like the guy, one of the Godfathers. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. I'm gonna love it. Doctor Strange probably probably gonna be the the highest grossing movie of this year, but we'll see how it goes. Uh, anything else you gotta say about Harry Potter Wolverine or no? <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> I guess I guess we just jump. Don't over do it. That's all. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I got one thing to add. That's why I'm glad that Hollywood doesn't listen to us fan casting for the most part. Sometimes they do listen to us for fan casting. That's how that Game of Thrones chick became Jean Grey because they just actually. Fox just put it on there. Who do you want to be Jean Grey on Twitter? And Twitter just said, the Game of Thrones chick. They're like, okay. Does she fit Jean Grey? No, not really. But man, this movie sucked anyway, so who cares? All right, <laughs> let's move on to the next part. Speaking of movies that suck, <laughs> let's talk about Warner Brothers and DC. Now, every, this uh, topic has been going around all over the place. People have been talking about, basically, for those that don't know what's going on, DC, well, not DC, but Warner Brothers has been bought out by discovery and yes th- that discovery uh property brothers uh what's that guy fieri is he on there or is he on another channel probably why it's the network's discovery it used to be animals and shit now i don't know well see now discovery got- owns yeah. other shit also so yeah. they don't just own discovery so it's them but i think they own like the the life channel tlc the gardening oh. network also like they own all this shit like Honey Boo Boo and shit like that? Uh, yeah, I think they own all that shit. Like, Discovery <laughs> is huge. Like, they bought Warner Brothers for four, four, $43 billion, I think, or some shit. Okay. It's like a like a huge deal. So they got money to throw around. So they bought it from AT&T. AT&T bought Warner Brothers, lost money on them. <laughs> HBO Max was a fucking money pit, so they sold that shit, just dumped it off and got rid of it, you know. Um, but, yeah, that's going on. But basically, what's going on? Hold on, let's see. Uh Real topic can be, can DC and Warner Brothers make a great animated film or make terrible live action film? Well, that's the thing. That's the topic. The reason what Discovery is trying to do right now is that Discovery says that they're going to do an overhaul of DC entertainment. They're going to basically make a separate entertainment studio designed for DC and kind of fix whatever DC is doing. Now, people keep talking about the movies, the movies, this, movies, that. No, DC needs to be fixed from ground up. Rooted to Tudor, stem to stern, toe to uh, toenail to head, everything they need to be fixed. <laughs> toe to tip, yes, everything they need to be fixed <laughs> because people only focus on the movies, Eli. But like I said, we are reading the comics, we really understand that even the comics are in a rut right now. Everything is Batman, all they do is Batman, they just stop everything but just Batman. So, everything that DC is doing comic book wise, just Batman, 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 Evil Superman, a crisis, reboot. Rinse, repeat. That can only sell so much. So even the comics, they don't give a shit anymore. You know. Yeah, yeah uh, that's pretty much even like yeah. The last Crisis had Batman. Then it was just Batman. Dark Knight's Metal. Dark Knight's Batman, Batman, Batman Crisis. Bat- right. They just fought Bat- evil Universal Batman. They're like, yeah. come on, man. I'm sick of this shit, man. I'm, evil I'm Batman. In, I'm, I'm in the, right. Evil Batman and evil Superman. <laughs> I'm in the point now that I was reading this uh, a DC story like from 2015, like that that Earth Two, where you know. Some shit happened in it. And I was cool until Superman went evil again. I'm like, ah, here we go. Yeah. Zack Snyder, all he wanted to do was just evil Superman. Let's just get to evil Superman. So DC needs to do something else. Fix DC from the ground up. Start from scratch. Just wipe the the slate clean. Um, 
Now, the main thing is who should run D.C.? That's the thing. So there are some candidates out there. Hold on, let's see what we got here. I, I think we have some some takers. Let's see. Uh, Batman, DC, Cash Cow. No, no, that's what I'm saying. They have other people. Like, let Batman be Batman. I'm not saying stop making Batman. Just stop making so much Batman. They have other stuff they can make. Like, make other stuff. That's the thing. Like, uh, like Marvel. I'm, I'm not trying to make a 1v1 comparison between DC and Marvel. But I'm just saying that Marvel can take Guardians of the Galaxy and make them a franchise. You know. DC yeah. has a hard time doing that with anybody but Batman. They can't even do it with Superman, you know. And they did it with a fucking they, raccoon. And they and they fucked know. up with Swamp Thing because that was dope. Swamp Thing would have killed exactly. Yes. They would have. And on top of it, not only that, they could have made Swamp Thing a movie. And if you're trying to make like an overall DC universe like that, you could have worked Swamp Thing into that universe. It would have fleshed yeah. it out. He's part of the green. He's part of the elements. All the stuff like that. Justice it could League work. Dark. Yeah. Yeah. Just League Dark was just sitting there waiting to do it. And now the thing is that anytime DC starts to do something, Marvel would just take this shit and just run with it. DC was trying to make the new guys. DC, Marvel was like, well, what do we got like the new guys? Eternals? Okay. They made Eternals after <laughs> like DC, uh, new guys even thought about it. And now they went in. Okay, Eternals flopped. But the point was the movie still came out. The new guys, on the other hand, just, they just, that shit is in development hell. Uh, new swamp thing uh, was fire. It was, yeah. and they killed it when the second episode came out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's the thing about it. Yeah, so that we, was the reason why I got DC Universe was to watch the Swamp Thing, and then we're canceling it, and I'm like, "What, really?" And it was such an <laughs> awesome show, James Wan. It was, yeah, and, great. Yeah, and they yeah. told people they were canceling it, like, <laughs> like uh, a second episode in, like, you dang, you canceled already, you know? Yeah. Uh, so the thing is, like I said, DC wants to have who are they going to get to be their new guy to hit it? Could it be Jeff Johns? Everybody saying Jeff Johns. Jeff Johns is out. He is out. He's done. The reason Jeff Johns is out is because of Ray Fisher. You can thank Ray Fisher for that. I can't show it about it. Now the thing he is, said, put Ray Fisher in charge. <laughs> you could might as well shit. But the thing was, like Jeff Johns, uh, is that is the guy that they tried to put in office? But the thing was, when Ray Fisher, when all this shit went down, and everybody blamed Josh Wheaton, and Josh Wheaton had to fall on his sword, you know, one of us has to die in the wreckage, brother. You know, all this stuff like that. He <laughs> took a bullet for all these other guys. He took a bullet for Jeff Johns. He took a bullet for uh, Bird, John Berg, and all, and all these other guys that was on the team like that. So Jeff Johns can't run DC even though he still works for DC, even though he has a comic out this week that we're not going to review just because I don't <laughs> fucking want to. But that's the thing about it. So D, uh, Jeff Johns is out. So let's see. Uh, no, uh, no, hell no, hell no, uh, hell, hell no, hell the fuck no. <laughs> Thanks for listening. But yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> we do I, not I, want I, a repeat of the Snyderverse. The thing was, Snyder is the one that ran this uh car off the cliff to begin with everyone wants to blame everybody in the higher-ups and warner brothers it, everybody's fault but snyder no it's snyder's fault snyder was in control of man of steel he's the reason that shit flopped snyder was completely in charge of batman v superman that shit or flopped. was it nolan because you want to talk what well, christopher nolan's batman movies were all dark and gritty and re and all this shit and then they try to put that in the <laughs> superman man of steel was all dark and gritty superman and emo okay. superman and shit okay so yes nolan do, but you're blaming nolan on his influence on what he did okay yeah nolan was like, popular yeah. yes nolan does have some blame but you can't directly 
blame Nolan for it, even though he does have some blame for it. Because just because DC's dumbass was like, okay, since Batman worked with this type of style, let's use this for the Flash and all. These, like, no, that doesn't work. Let everybody be different. Like Superman, you don't need to do a uh, a template for Superman because I've seen video like YouTube videos of Man of Steel and Batman Begins and about how both of them like wandering uh loners that come back and got to go find themselves and they got to fight this dude from the past like that they're almost the same movie and they don't need to be man is still superman does not need to be a batman clone like even going that route makes no sense and that was my beef with man of steel it's like he was so whiny and like dude you're superman right you're supposed to be upbeat and happy quit bitching dude like just go fly dude (laughs) Right, but you know what? I took it for what it was at the time. Eli, I was like, okay, he's learning. He's figuring <laughs> stuff out, you know. But then BVS came along. He's the same asshole he was in Man of Steel. Nothing changed whatsoever. Yes. Emo so, is fuck. He, like, uh, yeah. And, and then it drew out the even bigger problems was going on since they tried to make uh, Man of Steel like a Batman Begins clone. So now Superman and Batman have the same personality. Looking at each other like, you did evil shit. You did evil shit. Both of y'all the same person. Y'all should, y'all should just whoop your own ass. You know, instead of be mad at each other. <laughs> I know, man. And it's like, and then he's just like, it's safe to say that DC doesn't know the Yes. I mean, that, that's the thing. It's like, when Marvel, Marvel took characters nobody gave a fuck about mm-hmm. and turned them into icons. No one gives a shit. No one gave a shit about Iron Man before Iron Man came out. No right. one gave a shit about the Guardians or Ant-Man. And like, we read this shit and we didn't yeah. give a fuck about Iron no. Man. <laughs> like, yeah, everyone's crying when Yondu dies. <laughs> Yondu. <laughs> you know, right. Yondu dies and everyone's crying and <laughs> Superman dies and I'm like, God like, damn, is this movie over yet? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we got 20 more minutes of his funeral? God, yeah, oh, can you fucking die? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> you know. And then he comes back to life. Hey, let's go kick this dude's ass. Wait a minute. Let me ask my girlfriend's uh, permission first. Come <laughs> right. like, Everybody else is going fighting. He just I'll went go home, see my dude. mom first. I'm like, oh, geez, dude, you got asses to kick. Go. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm going to go. It's going to be 2015 all over again. Right. We, we don't need to do this. The we're, dark we're times. The, we're more on the same page. But yeah, that's the point we're trying to make is that we don't want to go down that road again. Because the thing is, I like the. Here's the thing, Eli. I, I've come to terms that the only reason I like the DCEU movies and the Just League movies is because it's the closest thing I'm going to get to a Justice League movie. So it's like you either take this or you get nothing. So you better like it. So that's where I am with it right now. Kind of like how I am with Star Wars. It's, it's <laughs> right. nice to visit. It's, it's nice, nice to, to visit. visit. It's like, it, I'm not, it's, it's the closest thing I'm going to get, man. I'm, yeah. You either take this, you get nothing, you know? So I'm, yeah. yeah, so I'm watching it, but I know it's not what it needs to be. Because none of these characters are acting like they're supposed to be. It's like the thing about Zack Snyder is that, yes, he's a visual like that but he doesn't know this shit he doesn't know these characters he he probably knows it better than anybody else that works at warner brothers but that didn't say much he looked at the he he probably read the dark knight returns he looked at the picture in watchmen you know the killing joke and like let's just make a movie you know <laughs> yeah he saw some scans you know <laughs> on facebook and shit he's just like make a movie he doesn't know this shit he doesn't get this shit you know that's the thing about it oh um, and that's the thing, like I said, I'm not trying to make it a comparison between Marvel, but the thing is that people keep saying, all DC needs to do is just, just get another Kevin Feige and they'll be fine. No, getting a Kevin Feige is not DC's problem. Their problem is they don't have Kevin Feige. 
That's why Kevin Feige understands this shit. He understands what this world is. He is a comic geek. He knows comics. He's not ashamed of comics. He doesn't look down on them. He wants comics to bring life. And at the same time, he also knows the movie business. He understands both worlds. Like, he worked on the X-Men movies. And he realized everything he learned from X movies, like, okay, don't do this shit. Yeah, he <laughs> you was know, working I, on Ghost, the Ghost Rider movie. He was working on Ghost Rider. He was working on Punisher, all this stuff like that. Yeah. So he knows comics and movies. He understands both worlds. So he knows how to bring the comics to the movies. Oh, uh, so who's worse, Brian Singer or Zack Snyder? Oh, shit. Well, they're, oh. They, we're talking about their comic. Both have made cool movies. It's just their comic movies. Well, first off, Brian Singer's piece of shit. So that's yeah, that is true. movies aside. So yeah, <laughs> we're not gonna go there. I want to get you know flagged or whatever like that. But yeah, <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's the thing. So they need just getting a guy and just putting him in the Kevin Feige role is not enough. You need Kevin Feige. This is like saying, "Oh, Chicago Bulls need to win. All they need is another Michael Jordan. Just go, just go get a Michael Jordan." You know, it's how hard can it be? You know. It's not the same way. You're just not going to replicate what Kevin Feige has done because Kevin Feige is pretty much a unicorn. And just can, and, yeah. and I think they just need to stop. Everyone just needs to stop trying to replicate what Marvel's done. Yes, that's yeah. another problem. That's chasing Marvel. Chasing Marvel was fucking got him in this position to begin with. You know, yeah. let's crank out Justice League in three movies. Like what? <laughs> you know, let's slow this shit down. Figure out these people are. You know, and. Yeah. Like I said, they the reason one of the reasons that Just League movie was four hours because for some reason they can't figure out how to make Cyborg um, a solo movie. They didn't want to give Cyborg a, a Cyborg solo, which is one of Ray Fisher's problems. You, if he's so important to the role and he got so much backstory, explain that guy because mm-hmm. he's not like Batman or Superman. Nobody knows who the fuck Cyborg is. He people that read comics, and so don't <laughs> shove him in a in a movie. You might get away with that with Flash. I mean, but still. Uh, also, Moon Knight. No, no, no. No, no. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> look, look, this guy's guy giving us look, requests look, and we're just shooting him down. Look, Earl, hey, Earl, Earl, I, I, I love you. I love you, but we, we, we can't. We can't. If you listen to another podcast, there's a reason we can't do it. Yeah. Any, anything else you put, we'll talk about it. Michael Bay taking over uh, DC. I don't know. Well, as long as they're not yeah. like the Transformers movies. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I've always said this between there's one difference between Michael Bay and Zack Snyder. Michael Bay knows he's making a shit movie. That's the thing. That's different. <laughs> Zack Snyder thinks he's making cinema. That's the problem. You know what will make this movie art? Slow mo. <laughs> exactly. And a, a, a fucking <laughs> a him out of nowhere. You know, shit like that. So. Him. <laughs> so that's my thing. I'm not trying to shit on DC because this thing, and I've said this for long. For people that don't know this, I'm gonna just put this on the table to begin with. I'm actually a bigger DC fan than Marvel. I've always been a big, bigger DC fan than Marvel. That's why it hurts me when I see shit like this and I try to defend it and I try to watch it and I try to drag other people to go see these movies. Hey, you want to go see Justice League with me? No. <laughs> Birds of Prey? No, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> you know, So I got to watch this shit by myself. It's Danny like uh, uh, Morgan, Megan, Megan Fox, Fox Wonder, Wonder Woman, please. This isn't 2008 anymore. She's this like is... three feet tall, too. <laughs> right. But that was, that was fan casting time also. People wanted Megan Fox to be Wonder Woman badly for some reason at the time you know if so yeah. Um, yeah i don't know i mean yeah i mean i like yeah the the shared universe stuff is a little iffy you know mm-hmm. I, you know some are good some like I, you know 
but it seems like when they kind of do their own thing, that's when that's the best stuff, you know? When, right. You know. I agree. Like the Suicide Squad, you know. Yeah. Peacemaker like, is the best thing they've done. That's not attached <laughs> to anything. Yeah, the you know. James Gunn shit. Fuck you, the James Gunn. Should get, do it. Give it to James Gunn. <laughs> <laughs> James Gunn's a little bit too wacky. I mean, he's good for his area that he's in. I don't know about him taking over everything. You know, I don't know if I want to see a James Gunn Superman. I don't. I don't know. You know. <laughs> Uh, uh, Suicide one or two. Or two oh, and then he'll go. be adapting that scene in one of the Dark Knight books where him and Wonder Woman are fucking in the sky. Oh, you know what's gonna happen? She's, storms and shit. Right, and yeah, like people just die and volcanoes and shit like that. And Wonder Woman at the end, I'm, I think I'm pregnant. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> I felt the Earth move. <laughs> Get the live action stuff and the animation team. Well, here's the thing: most people don't know that, that some of the animation team was working on those movies. Like uh, the same guy, like Jay Oliva, would have liked that. He was working on those BBS Man of Steel movies. Like he got that team over there. You know what I? You know what I? Um, oh, two is way better. I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> two, two is better. Two is a much better movie. You know. But what I watched, what I watched um, the other day that I hadn't watched in like a couple decades was that Batman Sub Zero, and I was like, holy shit, that was great. <laughs> Exactly. That's another thing about it. Okay. Now we're talking about the animated series. Now, honestly, that yeah. animated stuff they're cranking out now, I feel like DC is kind of like downhill. They need to get it back up. But like the the 2000s, the late 90s, Batman animated series, honestly, they were doing a shared universe then. Just League Unlimited, Batman Beyond, Batman Superman. Honestly, that was a better and more cohesive universe than the MCU. I say that yeah. to begin with. I almost feel like the MCU stole their shit. Yeah, like okay, I mean, you know, let's do that. You know, I was sitting there watching Batman Sub Zero, and I was like, "Wow, this is great!" Like, I might now. I'm not gonna okay, but I might like it better than Phantasm. And I'm not shitting on Phantasm because I know this is the internet. Oh my god, how could you hate Phantasm? I'm not. I don't mm. hate Phantasm. All right, <laughs> Mask <laughs> right. of the Phantasm, awesome flick. Yes, I Mask of Phantasm is great. I'm just saying, watching Sub Zero, it's just very straight to the point. I felt mm-hmm. like Phantasm, kind of with all the flashbacks and all this shit, kind of meanders a bit. Whereas like Batman Sub-Zero, it's just Victor trying to save Nora again. And it's like right. it kind of complements the Heart of Ice episodes. And I was like, wow, this is, I was really into it. I was like, this is a great, this is fucking great. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so yeah, I, you know, when just to see them focus, to just stay focused. I feel like when you when you have a good story and you stay focused on the story and quit quit trying to set up everything, you know that's what fucks up the story. You know what right. I mean? Right. They're they're more they're more concerned about setting up the next movie than actually making a good movie. Yeah. You know that's the problem. Like people people problem like with Batman v Superman and Man of Steel, they just weren't good movies. That's the problem people have with them. It wasn't that they weren't connected because they were all connected to everything. People just want better movies, like the Batman. Yeah. Batman made all this stuff like that. It was a good movie. Is it connecting anything? Probably not, you know. Yeah. But it was a good movie. And the and yeah. the stuff we didn't like was that the oh my god, it's the Joker. Who cares? Like, right? Because <laughs> that's know? when you feel like you're setting up stuff. You could have completely yeah. cut that stuff out, and nobody would have missed a beat. And it I'd rather you it didn't have anything. Yeah, it wouldn't have mattered at all, you know. But you know, we, we, but because the comic fans, we gotta like show them the tits. So, like, oh my god, you know. I, I have I have issues. It's it's a flawed movie, Jake. You gotta admit it's a flawed movie because it's it's not Superman. That's the thing, and maybe that sells it to people. But it's not Superman. It's a dude that kind of got superpowers, but it's he's just super like super emo man as well. 
Yeah, he's just wrecking <laughs> shit too much, careless. And even when he does wreck shit, it doesn't seem like he even really cares. That's probably not the fact that he wrecks shit. He doesn't care that he wrecks shit. You know, he making out with Lois Lane, a chick he just met yesterday on top of a disaster. He just caused. Like, come on, man. And he, spend, he spends the whole movie like, oh, man, it's so hard to be Superman. Like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they like. It's not honestly, it's not hard to make a Superman property. They do it all the time. Lois, like, I know people don't watch the CW, but Lois and Clark, they're killing it right now. Whatever the show, fuck that show is called. Superman and Lois. Yeah, they're killing it right now. They they got the essence of the yes yes he's fucking he's a dad he's a husband it's this right. whole family dynamic and it works i can't rest it run fast enough to save oh no, no. Just, just let his dad die. oh man Are we, like we're gonna go back that, we're that, gonna that's go what back. I'm, that's what i'm saying man it's like these weird decisions they're making it's just like is are you doing it are you making a superman or are you just making shock value oh this is your daddy superman iron giant great superman so it's hancock but yeah <laughs> Oh, uh, that's right. We canceled Will Smith. That's right. <laughs> Even before the slap, we canceled Will Smith. So yeah, that's for long listeners of the podcast. Uh, but yeah, that's my thing. Uh, now, Captain America have... is a great Superman. <laughs> <laughs> that's my thing. Like they were both like boring ass characters in the comic, but they made Captain America interesting. They you know what's did the sad? Same thing with it's like yeah. when Captain Marvel. You know, Carol Danvers does cooler Superman shit that, than Superman. You don't understand. You like that hurt my heart, man. Because I'm a <laughs> Superman fan. Superman is my favorite hero. Like I said, D, I like DC better than Marvel. Superman is my favorite hand. So I see Captain Marvel, Swiss cheese, and alien spaceships like Superman yeah. does in the comics every other week. Yeah. But I've never seen him do it live action. I'm just like, fuck. Yeah, he's flying around in space or in space, you know, killing aliens and shit. I'm like, damn. Like that's I mean, Carol Danvers Superman. was. I was like, right. where, where, where is this in Zack Snyder's? Right. Since you... ain't, ain't, ain't they fighting an alien? In... <laughs> and that's the thing, because I almost feel like Zack Snyder kind of hates Superman. I feel like he, I feel like he's like the only Frank Miller shit where he only likes Batman. So oh, yeah. everybody well, else sucks. Doesn't know? he die twice in that movie? <laughs> right. That's the thing. You get his ass kicked every single time. Just yeah. like he emoting. Henry Cavill. Now, y'all, and people say they like Henry Cavill, bring Henry Cavill back so like that. I hated Henry Cavill as Superman. Now, maybe he's good. I don't know. I just know what we got from him sucked. He's just this wooden, cardboard thing. Yeah, he looks good like Superman. Yeah, he looks like a Jim Lee drawn, but he's just this thing. He barely talks. Very same thing when he does talk. He talks wooden like this. Like, is he fucking RoboCop? Is he Superman? What the fuck? Superman has a personality. But you can't tell from these yeah. movies. He, I understand people perceive him as a god. He doesn't have to walk around like a god figure all the time. He can be a dude. He can be a person. I don't know. All I know is faster than a speeding bullet. But in, in Zack Snyder's movies. <laughs> Slow move. Let my dad <laughs> die in the tornado. I'm not saying that DC. And, and I, honestly, I feel like I don't even trust D Discovery with this shit either. I just feel like this is spin. I just feel like this is just selling us more shit. Because AT&T sold us the same shit. Oh, we're going to make 5G. Oh, we're going to give you the Snyder Cup. This is bullshit they're doing. Well, all they're going to do is just make another studio. They're going to hire some asshole uh, corporate person. Just put them over DC that knows nothing about DC. Do the same shit over and over again. Oh, Nolan was popular. Just make Shazam Grim Dark also. Or what the fuck ever, you know. And we're just going to be down the same road again and just complaining again, you know? So, yeah. and when all this fails, just go back to Batman. So <laughs> we're just going to be in the same boat all over again. And I'm just like, 
Come on, DC. So everybody else is happy that Discovery, that everybody thinking that Discovery is going to restore the Snyderverse. Trust me, you don't want the Snyderverse restored. Do you know what Zack Snyder was planning with these fucking movies? In the sequel, he was going to have Superman raise Batman's son who Lois Lane cheated on with while he was dead. That was he was going with. But that's what you want. You want the Snyderverse restored. You want cuck Superman raising Batman's son. That's what you want. <laughs> oh, man. Matt that Reeves should be in charge. I, I, I need to see one more movie from him. I need to see. I, I feel like the Batman was like laying groundwork, but I need to see if he knows he cares. Yeah, I, I mean, I was like yeah. say, yeah, his Planet of the Apes movies were good, but he didn't start that. He, right. he only did the sequels. Right. So, and what else did he make? He made a, we made the, the left to right let the wet one in remake, which I thought was okay, but it's a remake, so he, he did Cloverfield. He did Cloverfield. Well, he did Cloverfield. That was I. Right. Yeah. That was a found footage, though. But you know, I don't. I don't know. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, he didn't find the footage. <laughs> he yeah, shot I'm just, it. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying. I like. Yeah, I don't know. I you know I think he's more of a filmmaker than just a runner of a of a studio or whatever. Yeah, that's a. Yeah, that's you why know, I think he don't want to like take over a a franchise like this, like a big. Because he reluctantly did Batman. He didn't even want to do Batman. They offered it to him. He's like, nah. Okay, yeah, because okay. but Ben Affleck was get... supposed to do that. That's like yeah, Ben Affleck was supposed to do that. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to get into that shit because <laughs> he knows <laughs> he knows what he's getting into. And then they finally gave it. He finally okay, but let me do what I want, and they let him do what he want, and it just fits right now. But now that's just it fits. You know, I'd be cool know. with Superman found footage movie. Yeah, it sounds like pretty cool. But yeah. um, well, then they try to do that in the in the Whedon, the Whedon cut with the with the digital. Oh, uh, uh. you just you <laughs> just you really want me that just now? Right, you just triggered me left and right now. <laughs> oh man, that's my thing. So so I don't know what DC's got playing. Like I said, I'm not executive. I don't want that job. I don't know who they're gonna find. Fuck it, just get Kevin Feige. Just just. <laughs> Get don't get a Kevin Feige. Get Kevin. Don't, I want a guy like you. No, get that guy because look what Spider Man did. Spider Man sucked <laughs> for a while. What they do, Kevin Feige, save us, please take over, help us. They gave it to Kevin Feige. He got him back on track. So do the same thing with them. So Warner yeah. Brothers, just throw money. You did it with I, Josh Whedon. Yeah, <laughs> I mean we understand that shit blew up in your face, but at least that just have that same energy with Kevin Feige. We know you work for Disney. We'll give you more money. Just. Just come with us, shit. Just so, yeah. And I'm not even saying that. Just, just I don't know. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. And the thing is, like people keep saying, do Marvel, do with Marvel. Marvel is not perfect. That's one thing I think we're the only people that realize that Eli, that Marvel is not perfect. Marvel has flaws too. Marvel can can has room for improvement. And those are things that you know Warner Brothers could capitalize on. They just suck at it right now. But the thing is, they could capitalize on that and do those things. But I don't know. I think we, we talked about this shit. I didn't want to talk about this shit that long. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and now we just feel like we just ran just for no reason. It, it does feel like 2015 over again with, ooh, Snyder sucks, Snyder sucks, you know. But, uh, the upcoming come line story for you, you guys excited for shit. Um, I don't know. Well, what, what's that? Okay. Well, we're, we're, we're waiting on Hulk and Thor to fucking fight. <laughs> yeah, that's it. We need to we need to get caught up with that. Because yeah. I'm kind of lost on that I shit. I haven't read they flip they they flip flopped and shit. Well, yeah, Venom, Hulk yeah, is, yeah, yeah, Hulk Al is Ewing in another is writing, universe yeah. and 
Thor is like drunk and shit. I don't know what the hell going on with them. Are they supposed to fight? I don't know. That's what it's leading towards. (laughs) Okay, can we move on to the next part of the podcast? I think we talked about that Snyder shit. Okay, everybody stick around. Now we're going to talk about the comic books. I know this is the part where everybody usually just dip out on us, but this is where we have to start talking about comic books. So like I said, this comic book bullies, we'll talk about the comic books. We're going to jump into it. And Eli, I guess we're starting off with me, you. You got more books, so you should probably go. (laughs) Actually, not really. I, I go first. I go first. I go first. Okay. I go first. Okay. Huh, I guess I'm gonna do this book because Marvel was really shoving this book down everybody's throat. So I feel like we should go ahead and talk nostalgia, about nostalgia, man. Nostalgia. Nostalgia. The member berries. Remember this? You know. So that's what we're talking about right now. We're gonna talk about the uh X-Men House of 92. <laughs> People don't know what the the XXC two two uh i i meant so i went and googled it because i didn't know what it meant either and that's what it meant so it's the house of 92 so here's the thing so it is x-men 92 but it's a spin on it so it's the x-men 92 but it bridges the gap between the x-men of the 90s and the x-men of today <sighs> oh i so, thought it was just like a cart the cartoon that's like, what i thought but it's not it is but it isn't so let me explain what's going on so because it's it's kind of complicated, but everybody's trying to stay with me because it's okay. Here we go. So, uh, what we got here is you see, you got, you got the Saved by the Bell thing. It's all right because this little '90s shit to remind you that it's '90s, you know. Uh, so it starts off with the X Men of the '90s. You know, gonna bleed you. They just—I'm not even gonna read the dialogue. You know, it's X Men doing X Men shit. They fighting Sentinels, got the ass kicking shit like that. Uh, and they're fighting a master mole in space. Eli, does this sound familiar? No. Okay, not from that 90s cartoon shit, but from House of X. Remember when they had to go to the sun and fought that Orcus oh. thing? Oh, yeah, It's yeah. the same thing. Nimrod or some shit. Nimrod, they had to stop Nimrod from going online. They're telling the same story, but they're telling it with the X-Men 90s. Oh, is, is this one of Moria's lives or something? No. Oh. I'm going to get to that. I'm going to get to that. Yeah. So anyway, so the X-Men are trying to take down uh, Master Mole and Ball of Trash is like, no, they build Krakoa. Because they have Krakoa here. They just built Krakoa. You know, some shit happened in between. The X-Men 90 happened now. So basically, like, the X-Mansion got destroyed. Uh, Professor X is dead. So they're coming here to stop all stuff like this to kill a bunch of Sentinels, but the Sentinels like wiping them out. So the Sentinels are, are killing them. Oh, and Storm's doing the wind and fury, lightning, God, you know, all that shit she said in the, in the 90s cartoons like that. Yeah, here comes Rogue. Yeah, sugar. You know, so she, they doing the <laughs> 90s shit, you know, but they get killed left and right, you know. So anyway, cut to the end because they just got the ass killed. Uh, and so anyway, Bullet of Trash still like, I'm about to press the button. So what, that, where's Wolverine? And he's about to say, I need to call or and it cuts off. So it's Orchid. They, they work for Orchid on this, just like in the in the Hickman run. So Wolverine shows up. He's like, uh, and they basically and Jean Grey is telling Wolverine, whatever you do, don't let him push that button. This button right here, don't push that button. You know, do whatever you can to stop him. And he puts the button anyway, because he says some shit like, Yeah, I killed her, and I, that's why I'm gonna kill the rest of you. So Wolverine freezes, he pressed the button. So the one thing they told him not to do, he did. Uh, but then that's but all the X-Men did is so just like call him, he needs to take them out. So that's when Magneto shows up, and he's just like, Okay, cool. He just blows up the place, just kills everybody. They could have just did this shit to begin with, but fuck it. So he blows up Master Mole. Actually, he kills everybody on there, including himself. He's dead too. 
So, but it's the X-Men, who cares? Um, so Psylocke is basically showing it. So it's the same shit that happened in the in the House of X book where Psylocke is showing them that we have Gates Krakoa, we built Krakoa, we got this thing. And so the Friends of Humanity, who were some bad guys from the 90s cartoon, we come to kill you mutants. And they basically like, we had the, all the bad guys that we had in the 90s cartoon, they're X-Men now. They're Deputy X-Men. They're on our team. There are no bad guys anymore. So we call them. They go take these guys out. They fight them and get to the end. Anyway, cut to the end. It's Krakoa shit. The thing you need to know, and matter of fact, they even, you know, to me, my X-Men, all this shit like that. Professor X is back, even though he died in the, in the 90s cartoon. They even had the five of the five of difference. All the people that were from the 90s cartoon, because like Hope and Gold Ball didn't even exist at the time when this shit came out, you know. Uh, so they're back. And Wolverine is pissed because why can't you bring back the other people? Why can't you bring back Jubilee? Jubilee apparently died. Or did she? I skipped to the end anyway. Jubilee is not dead. You know why she's not dead? Because she lived the 10 lives. She's the one that knows everything. Yeah. So it's the the 10 lives of Jubilee, but she's pretending like she's dead. And so, yeah. So while she, so they just, so the, the, the Charles and Magneto stuck her in some place where nobody knows she's there. She's just sitting there and all she's doing is just telling them the stuff that's coming. She's like, y'all did the one thing I told you not to do. Yeah, let him push the button so Nimrod is coming. You know, so Nimrod is coming in this universe too. And Wolverine's like, I smell, I smell Jubilee. But they told him Jubilee was dead, you know. So, but anyway, the X-Men at a Dazzler concert, you know, that's, you know that shit jamming, you know. Uh, and Orcus is forming their own team. Bullet of Trash has turned his body into a Sentinel now. So, and to be continued. So that's the thing. So it's a, I, I get what they're doing. I get what they're doing. What they're doing, they know that people are just going to just buy this book because it's nostalgia. But what they don't know is that they're getting like a, a Hickman's House of X guy for dummies. That's what they're getting. So oh, okay. they kind of like streamline that shit. Oh, the shit you missed on the next for the last 30 years. Here you go. Which not the worst idea you know it may not give you what you thought you were buying but it's not the worst idea you know it i I guess it could be a gateway drug so you love the 90s cartoon you see this book you pick up this book you read it and so if you do go to the new x-men books you kind of know what's going on because kind of explained it a little bit so that's my thing uh overall three out of five it was a cool book i never really was hot on the x-men cartoon anyway that's just me I had my thing about it, but yeah, that was a thing. So, uh, yeah, what, what what you got? Um, let me do this thunderous book. Cool. Um, okay. I know you got some kind of angle. I know it wasn't just some shit you just picked up. Oh well, yeah, it's a it's a native uh, comic uh, released on Dynamite. <clears throat> okay. So, um, yeah, it's a graphic novel. It dropped this week. Um, it it's uh written by. Natalie Peters and M.L. Smoker, and with art by Dale DeForest. Now, Dale DeForest, he's making waves these days. He's a Native American comic book artist. He has his own books, but he's also been working for Marvel. He actually did the uh, illustrations. I don't know if you remember Rutherford Falls. Oh, yeah. It was that during the credit sequence, there's that little uh, illustrations at the end during the credits. That's him. Um, and he, he, he did this book. And it's it's basically it's more of a kids book. 
Um, it's about this little uh, Lakota girl who uh, she basically goes on this adventure. She gets sucked into this other spirit world realm and has to go on this quest and meets all these different animal characters that help her on the way. It's, it's a fairy tale. And um, yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. I mean, just to, just to see native American like storytelling and taking stories from their culture and their history and their teach and their teachings and stories. They have a mythology. Native Americans have a mythology um, full of, you know, heroes and villains and, and creatures and adventure stories as well. There's a whole untapped source of storytelling that, you know, Native Americans have that no one really knows about. So it's cool to see that they're, you know, writing writing about it. Um, this girl, she is from the res, but she moves to the city. She's trying to fit in. She, uh, you know, she's all on social media. She's always on her phone. And she kind of uh, shuns her, um, her, um, her culture. She's a little bit embarrassed by it, which I could relate to. Um, um, uh, I mean, it, it, it's, you know, sorry. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, I just, she, she's a little ashamed of who she is. Um, and just because of, you know, native culture is so invisible from pop culture. You know, there's nothing, we don't get to see ourselves very well, represented very well. Especially, you know, me coming, you know, me growing up, you know, to see the story like that, a fairy tale for native kids that has, you know, characters from their culture in the story. It was, uh, it's pretty cool that kids these days, native kids these days get to see that because I didn't get to see that. You know, what I got to see when I was a kid was stupid. <laughs> you know, I hated mm -hmm. most representation of natives as a kid, you know. Because one one thing, it wasn't written by natives. No, no. Right. Um, and you know, the, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Um, just like you know, when it, you, all this shit about, you know, what I went, you know, what I got to see, everything I hate, I always, I always bitch about the stereotypes and native comic characters, how I hate them all. And, you know, and just all the stereotypes, you know, I, I couldn't stand it. And, you know, I it's like almost, I was ashamed of my heritage as well, you know, and when people talk about the sports teams and the mascots and the fucking Halloween costumes and shit, and oh, it's what's the big deal? It's just a costume. It's just a, it's just a game and all that shit. It 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 was all clown shit to me, you know. And and all the every all the fans hooping and hollering and the tomahawk jocks. Oh, this is honoring you. It's, it was an honor, you know. I felt they were fucking. They were all acting like buffoons, you know. And it's, it was just clown shit to me. And I didn't want it. I didn't want. I didn't like it. I didn't want to be that. I didn't want that. I don't want to be associated with that. So it's like almost I resented that part of myself for a long time. And so I just think it's cool that a, a book like this exists where native kids 
can have a fairy tale with their history, with their culture, and um, done done correctly, done accurately, you know. So, um, yeah, it's basically a fairy tale, a native fairy tale with a native child, and it's got language, and it's got the history, and it's got you know, which is a and there's okay. And there's another controversy in, in, in the native community about, you know, there's like hardcore traditional natives that are like, these stories aren't for entertainment purposes. Like they don't want, th these stories aren't for outsiders. And I can kind of understand that to a point, but I'm also like, this is, a, this is preserving culture, you know, right. by, by using the comics and whatever film or whatever art to tell these stories, you're preserving the culture, you're preserving the history, you're preserving language. There's native language in this book. You know, so it was really cool to see that, you know, and like I said, it's geared for kids. It's a sweet little fairy tale. She goes on a quest. She meets, she goes on a fellowship, <laughs> you know, if you will. And she, uh, yeah, she completes her quests and she has a better appreciation of who she is and her history and her culture and the stories, you know. Um, so, yeah, I, I found it pretty moving. <laughs> so. yeah. But like I said, you can see the difference when you're telling your own stories. That's, that's yeah. the difference. Yeah. Yeah. It is written by native writers and, and you know native artists. So yeah, it's a it's 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 called Thunderous. It's on Dynamite Entertainment put it out. So check it out if you get a chance. So nice, nice. Okay. All right. Uh boo, 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 boo. what do we got? What do we got? I think I'm gonna do you read this also, but I think I'm gonna do this one. Son of Calais. I don't yeah, I don't. I don't know if we flipped the coin or who said who was going to take over what, but I, I'm calling. Well, you're it. the Superman guy, so I figured. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just shitted on him for like 20 minutes, but yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're going to talk about Superman, Son of Kal-El. This is issue number 10. We're talking about. Uh, for those who know what's going on, this is John Kent, the Superman's son. Superman's off in space, getting his ass kicked by by Mongol or some other space warlord or something like that. So he's filling in the shoes. You know, that's going on right now. So. Going on, we have, uh, what do we have here? Hobbs Bay press conference. We have this podcast group called The Truth. You know, that is Superman's boyfriend. So I'm just giving you a heads up in case you haven't keeping up with the book or don't know what the hell's going on. So don't be alarmed. You know, they're basically just saying, like, should we cover this news uh, subject on us? Should we cover this press conference? Like, nah, we shouldn't cover this because we only cover the truth. And this shit is going to be nothing but lies because it's Lex Luthor. <laughs> and Lex Luthor is just going to just say all the wildest shit he could possibly say about Superman. You know, basically just saying like, okay, so, and Lex Luthor's doing his regular press conference. Like, look, I love Superman. Nobody loves Superman more than I do. But this <laughs> asshole is a Superman. You know, he's a boy. He he wants to be Superman, but he can't feel his daddy's shoes. And plus, he's being manipulated by other people. You know, uh, he wants to be inspired, but he, he can't, he's not ready to be Superman. He's more like Superboy or Super Teen. You know, we've seen the stuff he does when a riot, when rioters break out, he joined the rioters. Notice he called them rioters, not protesters. He wants to make sure he's, he's, he's dog whistling, but we're not going to go there. You know, uh, you know, when he handcuffs with them, stuff Superman would never do. And plus, when I sent uh, a team of Gamorreans to come over here and defuse the situation, he sided with the big Atlantean monster that was killing people. And he let those guys die. And other people die on the shore of Metropolis. And not only that, he killed a guy a couple of days ago. Now, of course, let's do the doctor, the footage. He, Superman didn't kill the guy. But the way it looked like Superman, the guy exploded Superman's head, and you don't know what really happened. So 
basically what's happened now people are afraid of superman you know yeah. but he's flying around he's like look i understand people don't like me right now but i still have a job to do so I, i'm gonna go to ireland there's some kind of flood going on right now and the spire of dublin i don't know what that is i'm pretty sure it's a real thing but it fell down on this on this uh building and he's like okay i can't lift the thing because if i lift the thing then the building will collapse upon itself so i'm gonna just heat vision my way in to just let people know who i am and they're like i'm superman but the thing is people are afraid of him so they back away from him like no get away from me get away from my kid you know um so before he can like calm people down that's when the place starts to like destroy itself so heat vision is like the little bitty debris before it uh, attacks anybody now he picks up the the spire and lifts it and he's like don't worry about it uh everybody i know y'all are scared of me but i'm still here to help you you know and he flies off you know white flies off he's talking to nightwing and nightwing oh, is i like how the little girl was the only one who wasn't scared of him <laughs> yeah <laughs> he's like look i'm trying to like at least the girl you know likes me that's kind of like, like in the new batman movie when he was like trying to save everybody and no one was like oh shit and there right, was a little kid the, who went to him first <laughs> right the kid went to and then when the kid did it, everybody else followed also yeah. you know uh so yeah so nightwing is talking to uh john and and he's just like uh are you hearing the stuff they're saying about you he like i can hear my superhero like no you might need to watch it they're saying some stuff about you right now you know um uh, while Lex Luke is still just saying all kind of crazy shit, like, can you really trust the son of an alien? And uh, and Lex Lois Lane shows up, and a what, Lex? What you what would you about to say? You know, and and Lex Luke just like, you know what? Let her come on. Don't. Oh no, he like, yeah, you gonna let Superman? Superman needs his mommy to defend him. You know, and everybody's stamping now. Lex, uh, Lois Lane is a new story. She's just like, no, nah, I just came up here to just challenge you because I know what you're planning, Lex. So all I want to know is that, uh, are you? you know are you basically conspiring with outside forces to take down my son you know you're like what are you talking about i don't know what you're talking about well if you know what you're talking about why don't you touch this and he pulls out the golden lasso and everybody's like well how does she get her hands on that you're like what's well, slowest lane she could do that you know um and she's like well all you got to do is just touch and just say that you didn't try to kill my son lex i mean how hard is that do it on national tv if you're telling the truth and lex luther just like you know what forget you i'm out <laughs> so he just leaves he's like i ain't gotta touch that shit <laughs> you're like uh-huh look at you lex so then one of the guards tried to get their hands on on lois lane and lois lane like yeah you you really shouldn't have did that and then as soon as she does that boom superman she's like get your hands on my mama you know before I, before I embarrass both of you on tv <laughs> you know and then they just leave you know like let's go we're good you know so they leave and and basically jay just like don't you gotta return that back to wonder woman you're like what this Nah, ain't even Wonder Woman. I just painted a rope gold. That's all. Like, but you fool Lex Luthor. Yeah, well, I guess he may be the smartest man in the world, but maybe not that smart, you know. So while they're doing their thing, Jay and John are talking, and Jay is just like, Are you gonna tell your mom? They're like, uh, I'm scared to. Like, you scared to talk to your mom? Like, aren't you Superman? Like, you scared to talk to my mom, but yeah, but I'm you know, I worship your mom, you know. So while Lois comes in, see him to talking, she's just like, John, let me talk to you. In the next room and she just hugs him basically saying i'm proud of you for coming out to me you know so lois is cool with it clark is cool with it you should be cool with it calm down <laughs> all right so we go and to she that says that she knew she had kind of suspected yeah she kind of suspects you like how did you suspect like for a decade you didn't even know clark Kent and superman were the same person <laughs> you know <laughs> uh, she's like but look ever since then i figured this shit out you know they won't catch me again so then that man shows up 
And Batman's just like, oh, and Batman's and Lois told him, like, did I tell you stop sneaking up on us? He was like, look, I, this, I, I ain't got time. I got to come in. And basically, John's like, how did you get, get in here? I didn't hear you. I didn't see you. How did you sneak up on me? And Lois is like, because he's Batman. And John's just like, that is not an answer. <laughs> you know, the same answer everybody else used. But basically, Batman's just like, look, Lois is time. And John's like, time for what? You're like, well, we got to go. You pissed off a, a foreign country, and I just pissed off Lex, Lex Luthor. They're going to come for both of us, so we need to go to the Justice League. So they go, so yeah, look, you remember the Justice League now. Let's go. Just two of you. And Jay's just like, well, can my boyfriend come? I'm like, no. <laughs> just the two of you. He stays. Yeah. Uh, so they leave, and and basically, you know, John's just like, look, if you get to know Jay, he'd be, he'd be okay. And Batman's like, I already know who he is. I know who he is. I know where he's from. I know who he's working for. You cannot trust him. Dun, dun, dun. And that's yeah. it. Now, Eli, did I or not you call said, it? Yes. I you called it. This, yes. But I didn't think Tom Taylor had the balls to do it. But I was like, it was just too because it would just make sense that if he was a he would be a spy to seduce Jonathan Kent. It would just make sense, you know. But man, yeah, like I said, another solid book that they're doing. So I'm I'm enjoying it. Yeah, yeah the I give it a, yeah. No, when when he when that happened, I was like, oh shit, really? This is going to, well, yeah, it's his first boyfriend. This is going to be heartbreaking. Right, because I thought they didn't have the balls to do it because I thought they didn't want to, like, demonize, like, uh, uh, basically, like, the most popular homosexual relationship they have in the DC Universe right now, especially, like, so they've been hyping up Prime Month. Now you're trying to say that his boyfriend is a spy? So, oh, well. Yeah. So, all right. So, uh, yeah, what what you got next? Um, I'll do Batman 89. Number, uh, dun, dun, number dun. six five. or no number five. five yeah yeah so this is the basically this is just a a a, a tribute to the the no or not the nolan uh, <laughs> tim burton tim burton's universe the tim burton batman movies um it's basically supposed to be the part three a batman a third batman sequel to the tim to the tim Bur- burton movies that never got made um, and we have uh, Marlon Wayans, who was supposed to be Robin. Um, Billy D. Williams is still Two Face in this universe. Um, and basically, what's going on now? This is kind of a throwaway, not throwaway, like a filler uh, episode or issue. Um, kind of disappointing. Uh, Batman and Robin go out on their first mission. We're getting um, Two Face actually. Uh, banding together Joker's old clown gang and they're out, you know, doing some crimes and causing, you know, uh, you know, diversions in the city because they're trying to uh, get files on the savings and loan that they're trying to rob. There's all this shit going on. Um, And then there's shit with, uh, you know, um, Barbara Gordon is married to Two-Face and there's that going on. And then Commissioner Gordon's quitting. He's going to quit being commissioner. And then he gets kidnapped by Two-Face at one point. And then Catwoman shows up at some point. So, like, all this shit is, like, sort of crammed into this issue. And I feel like it's this is, like, the second. This is so – there's only it's only a six-issue arc. This is issue five. And I feel like they're just sort of trying to wrap everything up real quick. They right. set all this stuff up. And now, like, now they're just kind of cram everything in there because they're almost done. They've only got two more issues left. 
And it's like, I wish I could have seen more with Batman and Robin. It's like the first time doing shit together. You know, they teased, you know, Robin, you know, and, you know, for the first, you know, what, four issues. And now they're finally together. Him and Batman are finally together doing shit. And it's kind of rushed. And same thing with Two-Face. The Two-Face shit feels a little rushed. Um, yeah, they just kind of felt a little convoluted and kind of rushed. So, yeah, three out of five. But, hey, I'm, I mean, there's one more issue. I, it's not going to not going to read it. So <laughs> Yeah, I kind of fell off on it. I think I'm going to just pick it up and trade. But yeah. the first couple of issues are pretty cool. So yeah. yeah, and I love the cover here, you know, with Michelle Pfeiffer as uh, the Catwoman. Hell here. I, I, yeah. that, that's just an awesome scene, yeah. Yeah. Um, All right. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I'll give it a three out of five. All right, so the next book I'm going to do is Eternals, number 11. Oh, damn, you read Eternals, huh? I read Eternals, yeah. I am part of the machine. Actually, the reason I picked this up because it's actually a hook. You know that whole, okay, so somebody asked me, I'm trying to, I'm, I'm not going to mess your name up, uh, Earl Edwards Jones II. You asked me any, any upcoming storylines I'm excited for. Not really excited for it. But one to look for is basically like an Avengers, X-Men, Eternals, three-way. Oh, that thing battle. going on? Judgment Day. So this is the precursor to that. This is like leading up to that, you know. So the Avengers in this, basically. And basically the Avengers fight the Eternals in this book. So That's going to be like, the summer. That's going to be the summer event. The summer gonna blockbuster. Be, it's going to be the summer blockbuster. It's like the big thing Marvel has planned right now. But in this book right here, the Avengers and Eternals fight, you know. Uh, that's why on the cover you got Kingo and Captain America going at it. But anyway, boom, let's get to it. So, like I said, we got Kingo versus Captain America. It happens. It is a thing. Uh, and we're just gonna jump into it. So basically, the reason, the basic what's going on right now is that you know the Avengers Mountain is Avengers headquarters is the head of a celestial, like the body of a celestial, and the Eternals worship the celestial as gods. You know that's basically like this are gods. Like that's not cool. But they got to get some information that only celestial knows. So they got to figure out how to talk to us. So what they're doing is that they're going to sneak into Avengers Mountain without them getting noticed. And seriously, just like, don't worry. I, I'll take out one Avenger. Y'all take out the rest. And the Avenger she takes out is Namor. How does she take out Namor? By being butt naked in a jacuzzi with him, drinking champagne. Yeah. So they hear the alarm going off. So they know some other wild shit going on. And Namor is just like, that's an alarm going off, seriously. Is that because, is that because of you? And seriously, like, it might be. But ask yourself this. Do you want to go check out that alarm? Or do you want to check me out being butt naked in your jacuzzi? You know what I mean, make you want to check out these titties. Right. And then was just like, you know what? You make a you make a strong argument, <laughs> you know. So we don't see them for the rest of the book. <laughs> you know. So anyway, what's going on right now? Uh shit, I'm trying to remember these eternals. I can forget their names. Uh and I read every fucking eternal book. I can't remember the names. Uh that one. Selma Hayek chick. I can't remember her name. That one. I, I, I haven't even seen the movie yet. So I, okay. <laughs> I know this shit. I just read this shit. And I can't remember it. Uh, what was her name? Fuck. The thing. The Selma Hayek chick. Anyway, she's praying to the guy. She's praying to uh uh to the celestial. While Makari is like wrapping around. Like, can you hurry this shit up? Can you hurry up and get up, get out of here? And like, the, but the celestial won't talk to her. Even though she talked to the Avengers, Ajax, that's the name, Ajax. Ajax. She won't talk to Ajax, uh, and she can't figure out why. So she's like, I need the Aven the Eternals to stall the Avengers long enough for me to get this information from the Celestial. So y'all do whatever you got to do. So basically, the alarm is set off by this guy, uh, Skullador the Destructoriate. 
and he has traveled trillion dimensions to fight the defenders uh, the avengers sorry about that the avengers but it's not destructor the whatever the whatever it's kingo the movie star <laughs> he's just pretending he's in character because his he's an actor so he's just in character pretending to be some kind of evil demon to kill the avengers you know and he's basically like one touch of my obsidian blade will destroy even the strongest avenger and the child's looking i'm like yeah this dude's full of shit he, he's not who he say he is he's like no 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 i i am i am as evil as i say i am <laughs> you know and but while that's going on thanos this oh yeah thanos uh is leader of the eternals now so imagine how this shit works out uh he's trying to destroy a planet he's trying to destroy a town so the eternals are trying to save this town and they think the only way to save the town is because of like some bubbling shit that's about to blow it up and thanos is doing evil thanos shit it not doesn't matter to this plot right now uh but icarus is just like i she's on the phone they're talking to a the Selma Hayek chick, I can't remember what name is. She's saying, look, I got a pocket dimension in my in my bedroom. Go get it. You can get the uh town and you can get him out of there. Okay, cool. So Icarus flies off, go get the thing, the pocket dimension, grabs it, snatches it, gives it to Athena. They put the town in a pocket dimension. That way, uh Athena, Icarus, and Gilgamesh pick it up, take it off to the other place. That way, when the thing does blow up, it won't affect the town. But they it lands like wrongly and everything is destroyed, even though all the people are still alive. But so the people are pissed. They're like, Man, you destroyed my house, you destroyed my car. What the fuck you do that for? We were trying to save you from what? Boom, and then the thing blows up from that. Because <laughs> that was gonna kill you if we left you there. So you're like, Well, damn, what well, does my insurance cover this? Uh can I file it under act of God? We're like, Nope, we're not God, so you're screwed. So yeah. All right. So anyway, Th- okay. Thor is about yeah. I, Thor- I Googled it. Yeah. Her name was Ajax. <laughs> Yeah, I, I just said, yeah, they, they finally put oh. the shit in there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, if, but I knew this shit before that I just couldn't remember for the reason. Anyway, so Thanos, uh, so Thor is about to beat the shit out of Kingo. Uh, and Kingo is just like, oh, uh, you before you beat the shit out of me, there is a town that might need your help that Thanos was trying to destroy. destroy. Now, I don't care because I'm evil, but you might want to care. So Cap is like, Carol, take a team, go check it out. We'll handle this asshole right here. Like, you handle me. I'm the most evil, destructive being in the bam, Captain America smacks him in the face. <laughs> you know? And so knocks down and then the child is just like, I've seen your fighting side before. You took that, you took that hit on purpose. You're not destructor, the whatever, whatever. You're an eternal. I've seen you fight before. So he was like, Well, there's no reason for me not to kick your asses now. So Kingo and fights Black Panther and Captain America. And the way they're talking, they're like, because Kingo basically like invented half of the martial arts they know because like he turned he's been around forever you know so they're saying that he's good enough that he can probably take one of them one-on-one but together he can't take cap and black panther at the same time you know so while we're going to that the eternal uh yeah so ajack is get pissed she's like okay you won't talk to me she grabs a mace and just starts beating the shit out of the the celestial you know whatever like that so when the eternal so the avengers finally get to where the eternals was for that town they just blew up and Echo comes there first. And the Avengers are there. And it's like, okay, Eternal, what the hell oh, y'all Phoenix doing? Oh, Phoenix Echo? Like- yeah, Phoenix Echo. She gets there. Yeah, she, she's there. She's like, okay, what the hell y'all doing here? So the Eternals don't say shit because they're still stalling for time because Ajax hasn't got the answer from the God yet, even from the space God. So they don't say anything. They just stand there. But what they're doing is that they're mentally talking to each other, coming up with a strategy, coming up with a game plan. Because that's one of the powers the Eternals can do. So... Oh, more evil Thanos shit. Don't care. He's beating shit out of the daddy. Who cares? Uh, so the Avengers are still talking like, okay, are y'all going to say anything? And all Gigamesh says is, okay, take out the strongest one first. Take her out. 
So they hit Carol, but they really were going for Echo. So they threw that pocket dimension thing at Echo, and she gets sucked into a pocket dimension, and she's gone. You know, like, but she's a phoenix. She'll be out eventually, but that leads get her off the table for right now. So Thor is just like, you know, mother or whatever the fuck, you know. And he's like, <laughs> oh, <fuck>. <laughs> <laughs> I just made this shit up. He was like, he's like, don't worry, she'll be all right. And she will, but you won't, you know. So that, so Thor is about to beat the shit out of Athena. And then that's when Tony's talking to Icarus. He's like, Icarus, before we start this, you are nigh indestructible, right? He's like, all right. He's like, cool. Boom. And then blast him with a satellite from space. You know, that Gears of War, Dawn of Hammer thing. Hits him with oh, that. Yeah. yeah, take him out. Blast him from space with his satellite, you know. So so the Avengers, the Eternals were like, okay, yeah, we were stalling. But honestly, we might, we probably about to get an ass whooped, you know. So... Athena is like, they're like, Athena, have, have you, well, Ajax, have you got the answer yet from the from the space guy? She's like, almost. And then the space guy got his ass beat so much by that mace, he's about to start talking. He's like, okay, tell me what I need to know to be continued. And the next issue is Thanos just beating the shit out of everybody. Eternal, Avengers, he don't care. His hands are ready to eat for everybody. So, yeah, so that's it. <laughs> so, uh, that's going on right now. It's cool. Like, I, I know they, they're trying to get the ball rolling and ramp it up for this big cosmic whatever we still don't even know how the x-men play into this shit but i'm pretty sure they figure out some kind of way who we got here uh We're on mars nhk kid cool. thanks for listening yeah thanks for listening um yeah I- i'm pretty sure the martians are not gonna be involved in it. it's gonna be the the immortal x-men or like that you know but and it's a bunch of other shit i skipped over but i ain't got time to be explaining all the eternal shit so all right so what do you got next um, I'll do this. A town called Terror, number one. Okay, I I didn't have time to make a graphic, so. All right. Well, I got a I got an image. Cool. I got, All right. I got it. Um. So this it. is Steve Niles' new book. Steve Niles, he's you know horror comic horror writer. Um, Thirty Days a Night, uh, amongst others, and this is his new book on Image. Is it Image? Yeah, Image, and it's basically uh. Kind of a weird thing. I'm not sure what's what's going on yet, but basically this dude gets kidnapped uh, and taken to this town called Terror where strange things are afoot. Um, yeah. Uh, there's some weird shit where like, yeah, like the strangers or the purge, these guys just kind of show up in the middle of the night and take this dude. Um, there's a weird introduction where a guy puts a body a dismembered body back together that comes to life kind of like Frankenstein. I got Frankenstein vibes from that. So I'm um, not sure exactly what's happening, but all, all this weird, creepy shit's going on. So um, I'm intrigued, but not completely sold yet because um, yeah, I just don't know what, what the story is quite yet. He, this dude gets kidnapped mm-hmm. and I guess he's from that town. He's, I haven't been here in decades or whatever. You know, so I'm not sure what it is yet. Um, I'm I'm not sure if I'm gonna wait for the trade or if I'm gonna read the next issue. But you know, Steve Niles, you know, he's he, you know, I have faith in him. Um, and the art is really cool. This is what's his name, Simon Kredansky. Kredansky. He's he did that, the, that guy. Okay. Yeah, he did, he the, did some the, Green Arrow a while ago. But... And he did that Punisher book with Rosenberg, which had really gritty art. So the art's pretty cool. It's visually, visually, it's a really cool book. I'm just not sure the direction this story is going quite yet. So, uh, yeah, I'll give it a three out of five. So, cool. All right, let's see what we got here. Uh, Federico Blee 
discovered this channel yesterday. Great style, guys. I'm glad you like uh, like it, Superman. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I'm I'm a big Superman fan. I almost have a hard time saying that out loud because <laughs> it's tough to be a Superman fan. It's almost like being a a, a a fucking LA Clippers fan or some shit like that. You just don't say the shit out loud, you know. <laughs> Superman sucks. What the fuck you like Superman for? So yeah, so that's my thing. All right. So next book I'm going to do is Black Panther. Yeah. I read this too. You read this also. Uh, you know what? Uh, Comixology or Amazon, whatever, are so screwed up that they didn't even list Black Panther on there. So the only reason I even knew this book was out, I had to actually go to like Marvel's thing and list the books that came out. Because if I just went by uh, Amazon, I wouldn't even know. I would. You would. You would have been reviewing Black Panther. <laughs> this is what it means. It's a masterpiece, Leroy. <laughs> it really understands the black man's struggle. <laughs> <laughs> anyway uh yeah what do we got here so black panther for those been keeping up anyway black panther has this sleeper cell of assassins that are out that he's trying to shut down uh i missed what happened in the last book anyway his sidekick that's been with him the whole time amamola or whatever i don't know her name anyway, anyway turns out that she is suspected to be the traitor because she tried to kill t'challa last issue she's on trial by the wakandan parliament you know and basically saying, like, nah, we can't trust you. We're going to send you to, you know, Wakanda in jail or whatever like that, you know. And she's like, but I didn't do it. Yeah, you did. Fuck it. So, she passed that. Anyway. Um, well, like, like she, they had an argument last book because I, didn't she, like, cheat on her husband or something like that? Or hus, uh, some, some, hus, some domestic uh, complications were going on. And her some- husband was the one that died. Right, right. And she and they're thinking she killed her husband. She's yeah. saying, like, why would I kill my yeah. husband? You know? Yeah, I think she, I think he cheated on her. He was banging some other chick, and that's so that's why they think he she killed him. Right. So she's trying to protect a professor innocent. So yeah. Oh, uh, oh, and this I like this shit also. I forgot to say about this. So basically, uh the child is getting into it with the, like the leader of the parliament, you know, because technically she has more power than him right now. For those who don't have me keeping up with Black Panther comics, this actually happened in Coach Run. Uh, Wakanda is now a democracy, you know, it's no longer a monarchy. Did I say it right? I said it right this time. I always screwed it up, but I said it right this time. So, they're a democracy. So, so basically, T'Challa, even though technically he's still king, he's really just a figurehead. He has no power, he has no political power. He's like the Queen of England, she don't really do shit, you know. So, that's going on. So, Shuri is trying to have a conversation with the uh, with the chick that you know, one of uh child sleeper agent and she's just like so tell me why you didn't do what you did she's like i didn't do it if i wanted to kill t'challa he'd be dead you know and you're basically saying the same thing you did uh it's basically saying that oh you killed him because your husband was more loyal to t'challa than he was to you and that's why you killed him he was like oh that's what you think of me sure you think i'm just some kind of love sick puppy oh i'm so in my feelings i'm so much of a woman i can't <laughs> handle it, this girl stuff he's like you know what you smart but you dumb as hell <laughs> that was you said you know it's a sherry yeah. she's like you know, and she's just like, look, okay, I can't prove it. Give me a chance, and I try to prove uh, whether or not you did what you said you did. But if it finds out that you did do it, it's gonna be some issue. We're gonna have some problems, you know. So basically, Shuri is just like basically telling Black Panther what's going on. She's just like, okay, I've been digging into those assassins that came after you, and something isn't adding up. They were getting encrypted messages from somebody in Wakanda. Somebody in Wakanda is plotting on you. There's a traitor in the country, but we don't know who it is. They're like, uh, okay. 
when like sure who do you think it is so they have a conversation as she's talking to the head of the parliament it was like well obviously it's only one person it could be and boom they're talking to the head of the war dogs they thinking the head of the war dogs may have to do it because it will make sense for them to do it if they take out the child of sleeper agents that makes the war dogs the the military of wakanda which makes them the most powerful on the team so that would make easily mean that he's the biggest suspect and she was like no nah, i would never turn on wakanda if anybody had an issue with Wakanda that would turn on Wakanda, it would be T'Challa. That, that's kind of fucked me up right there. Okay, so people really think that T'Challa might be a traitor to Wakanda? But he breaks it down. He breaks it down. Think about it. Wakanda, T'Challa no longer has the power he had before. So if he sends his sleep agents out there, cause some kind of like weird-ass problem, cause all kind of commotion, the Black Panther comes in and save us, it makes him look like a hero when he gets the power back, get the power of the people back. You're like, why would I do some bullshit like that? Or is that guy the traitor? <laughs> or is that right? That's the thing. So they everybody's pointing fingers at each other's right now. He's like, because the child, don't act like you ain't been lying to everybody in Wakanda before. I know your secrets. I'm the war dog. I keep your secrets. I know where the bodies are buried. I know what kill switch is. And they were like, what the hell is kill switch? And the child, like, well, okay, what the kill switch is, he's like, don't worry about it. I'll tell you what kill switch is in meantime. But for right now, we can't trust anybody. And the basically the uh the prime minister, yeah, that's what I call it. I call her the prime minister. She may not be the prime minister, but I call her the prime minister. So the prime minister is like, okay, look, I can't trust anybody right now. So I'm uh getting emergency powers. So the war dogs, I'm shutting them down. I control the war dogs right now. And as far as T'Challa, hand over your Black Panther costume. They're like, what? And he and the child looks at him, he was like, okay, should I beat everybody's ass in this room or should I just attention just do what she says you know what i'm gonna get my costume she's like for the good of wakanda i'm not gonna make a scene so they, they just okay and then she's like okay take the chala to his to put him on house arrest don't put him like in real jail just have him chill out in a country club just so we can keep a watch on him until we figure out what the hell's going on and but the chala gives shuri a look and walks off you know so when they take out to the room we take him outside the child's are like you know what I changed my mind. <laughs> and he starts beating the shit out of the guards and shit like that. Uh, <clears throat> without his suit. Without his suit. He has no suit. He has no power. So they're trying to stop him. One of the, like, the the spy, uh, sky cycles try to take him out. He uh, takes them out, steals it, and flies off. They're like, oh, shit. You know, so the child has made his own escape. Uh, so they know he's out there. And basically, like, the head of the war dogs telling the prime minister, look, I know what you're trying to do. But you need to give me my powers back. You need to give me power over the war dogs. And if you do that, I'll bring T'Challa back in. She's like, cool. You're, you're in charge of the war dogs again. Do what you got to do. Like, cool. Okay. I need everybody to set a perimeter. The shield on the outside of Wakanda, inverse it. So instead of people can't go out, instead of people can't come in, people can't go out. That'll stop T'Challa from going out. So T'Challa is trying to get away from the war dogs. And he sees the shield is up. So he knows if he flies right to the shield, He's going to go splat, you know. But that's what we were talking about. That look he gave Shuri earlier. He's like, I wonder if Shuri knew what I was talking about. So right before he gets ready to fly into the the shield, boom, a, a hole opens up just big enough to let the child through. She's like, uh huh. So he flies through. He cranks up the uh, engine, flies through. Shield closes up behind him, and the other war dogs fly right into it, and he's outside of Wakanda. So yeah, and that's what Shuri's like. I got you, bro. So. She, all they had to do was just look at each other. She knew. She knew the game plan. 
that's 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 uh, that's assist right there so the head of the war dogs is like oh shit i'll tell you what find out what happened to the perimeter breach i'm pretty sure she has some to do with it when you find sherry arrest her on the on site you know so and anyway she so and the dude the guard sees sherry and she just like wait uh i'm talking to sherry right now and she wants to break out the uh you know the the assassin that that child had earlier we're like well hold up let me let me send some reinforcements down there I'm like it's sherry i can take sherry she's like half my size like i'm telling you let's send reinforcement before you go take her on and she's just like you sure you want to do this like you said you first off you're a war criminal and you're trying to break out a criminal so yeah i want to do this like okay i warned you so then she throw her grid powers at the the guy and takes him out so yes if people haven't been keeping up Shuri has superpowers in the comics. Where her powers are, whatever she wants them to be. We don't really know yet. But anyway, she yeah, takes she the guy. spent time in like the spirit world or some shit. Yeah, she came back. She's like, so she can like communicate with the dead and she's got like animal powers and stone powers and bird powers. She can fly and whatever the fuck she want to do, she can do it. Anyway, breaks out uh, the girl. They're like, look, we got to go. I know you didn't do it, so we got to find the person who really did it. But before they go there, that's when the war dogs in there waiting on them and just like, nah, you ain't going nowhere. You go right where we want to. She might well just close the cell behind you because that's it. She's like, oh, really? And you're like, how do I know you aren't didn't set this whole thing up? You're like, oh, you just as paranoid as your brother. No, I'm not paranoid. I'm prepared. So she flashbangs them, boom, makes a run for it. <laughs> when they're out there, you know, and they just beat the shit out of everybody. And basically, it was like, they're out of there, just like, okay, so, but what are we going to do about T'Challa? He is outside of Wakanda, out his own, being hunted down like a dog by the war dogs. And he don't have his Black Panther suit. What, what can he do? And like, you really don't know my brother, do you? Look, he may not have his Black Panther suit, but he really don't need it. He still can whoop ass. And all we see is Black Panther, I mean, T'Challa jumping down on three war dogs and the book ends. So does T'Challa take down these war dogs? Of course he does. <laughs> when bare we get to the next, bare feet. We already know <laughs> when we pick up the next issue, them dudes going to have a well-whooped ass and he's going to be on to the next adventure. You know, so... That's going on. So, am I on board with David Ridley's Black Panther run? It's cool. Here's the thing. Okay. Coast was slow. Coast didn't have a lot of shit going on. But Coast had a lot of shit going on. Does that make sense? I don't know if that ma- I don't know if I'm making sense with that. Kinda. Yeah. It was like bigger picture things. There were a lot of things happening. You know, political structure-wise, things were happening. With this. It's kind of just a simple, you know, superhero story. T'Challa's on the run, enemy of the state, which we've never seen before. We've never seen T'Challa, enemy of the state of Wakanda. That's a new thing, you know, but it's cool. But it's not like groundbreaking or earth shattering like that. It's like it's, no. a, it's a cool Black Panther story. I mean, I think there was like earlier in the book, there was all these, yeah, all this political intrigue and you know, that whole discussion was sort of sort of reminding me of, of Coates. Right. You know, the first they didn't spend like, too much time on it. They didn't spend too much time yeah, on it. Yeah, but it was very brief and it got it moved the story along. Then we picked up the pace and then ass whipping started happening. Um but yeah, I, I can see where like it was referencing those political a lot of the political commentary that Coates' run had. Right. Um it just because got, it's picking up from that. Like it's addressing the political commentary. Yeah, which like okay. I mean, don't get me wrong, it was very a lot of cool ideas, very smart, very in you know, um you know, I mean, a lot Wak- of things Wakanda in space, man. I mean, that, that's a thing. He did that, you know. Yeah, so um 
but it was just so dry. <laughs> exactly. Yes. You know? um, whereas this is like, yeah, we're going it, it, it touched up on it, but then it was, we picked up some pace, picked up the pace. Um, and we got to some action, you know? Um, yeah. Plus you got this whodunit going on. Everybody po- pointing yeah. fingers and stuff like that. So, but I gotta say that conversation between Shuri and what's her name or, or, or Oma, Oma Lola. I yeah. Think. Whatever her name yeah. is. I, that was great. I, I thought it was funny. Yeah, you know, especially that panel with her, where she's like, "Okay, I'm a, I'm a like a crazy lady who can't live without a man." Like that panel alone with her expression, yeah. I, la- I laugh my ass off. <laughs> and it's just cool to see that, like, just that facial expression and like the sarcasm. Like, right. Get to see, we get a lot of humor here and there in, in comics, yeah. but like sarcasm, like <laughs> yeah, especially in Black panther comics where everything's like super serious you know yeah. so when you see somebody being like you know sarcastic in a black panther comic you're like it almost kind of yeah. takes you out of the book but it's funny to see that you know yeah like which is a you know i'm just a big pat sack full of girl stuff and she's got that <laughs> smirk <laughs> on her face like, <laughs> like i thought i thought that was so funny it was a, a great little moment in this book <laughs> <laughs> all right so uh I, I think i'm booked out you, you got anything else or? i'm booked out i i read this too so yeah cool okay so yeah. we did a book. we actually had a lot of books going on I, Eli, I don't know how we pulled a full show out of this but somehow we did you it know. was all the bitching about dc <laughs> yeah we're we, i'm sorry if you come to see us bitch about dc this you're not gonna see us do that for a while <laughs> we're, we're done with that you know we just had to get out since we hadn't done it in years so i think we would do for one we are reading DC books that are pretty good. Like we, you know, we we did like Superman, Kal El, the son of Kal El. That was, you know, it's not yeah. like we're we're not we're totally shitting on DC. <laughs> yeah, even though everybody else is, we're like the only we're the only like uh, comic book reviewers that actually like this book. <laughs> you know, <laughs> everybody else just they spend an hour and a half longer than we are just shitting on this book by itself. Why? Because Superman has a boyfriend. Gives a fuck, man. Let it go. <laughs> anyway <laughs> anyway follow us next week i don't know what we're gonna do next week but we will do something we will make a show out of nothing we will be seinfeld of the comic book world we're gonna watch something. batman again <laughs> no i won't I, actually i will yeah soon as this podcast over i'm turning on the batman yeah. <laughs> uh, until then this is leroy this is eli we'll talk to you guys next week same bully time same bully channel <laughs> Slugs for my brain just like a rifle Stampede the stage, I leave the microphones split Play Mr. Tuffy while I'm on some pretty tone shit Verbal assassin, my architect pleases When I was 12, I went to hell for snuffing Jesus Nasty Nas is a rebel to America Police murderer, I'm causing hysteria My troops roll up with a strange force I was trapped in a cage and lit out by the main source Swimming and women like a lifeguard Put on a bulletproof nigga, I strike hard Kidnap the president's wife without a plan And hanging niggas like the Ku Klux Klan I melt mics till the sound waves over Before stepping to me, I'd rather step to Jehovah Slamming MCs on cement Cause verbally, I'm iller than an AIDS patient 
I move swift and uplift your mind, shoot the gift when I rip and rhyme, rapping sniper, speaking real words, my thoughts react like Steven Spielberg's poetry attacks, paragraphs punch hard, my brain is insane, I'm out to lunch guard, science is dropped, my raps are toxic, my voice box locks and excels like a rocket. When I rip the mic, I show no mercy. I got heart. I rip the party apart from the scenes and hem them up like bell bottom jeans. But you get done. You get blues like 501. Brothers alive, but I bet you I'm live, son. So let me get upon the scene and redeem the dream of a team and knock them out like Mitch Green. Smoke some top weed flow at a high speed. Rap on off breaks, starving like North Lakes. Cause I'm living larger than the founders of 50. And Asiatic brothers that many rappers envy. So round up your crew and entourage and let the guard merciful just hey. take charge. When it comes to a showdown, puff and puff, but the ox won't get blown down. Cause I come strong, rap and come at all and not be ready. That's what separates me from the petty. And please gas themselves by drinking too much getty and get torn the fuck up like confetti. I'm rich and thick and lyrics like Aunt Jemima. It doesn't take Keen and Ivy Wayne to know that armor. Get your sucker if you bite like a piranha. So say them free school rhymes for the kids of one Rama. Point blank, period, with no comma. Rhyme so dangerous, call for the homicide. Cause I'm not dead even when I'm at my worst. The only future that lies ahead of them is the lights from the hearse. Got game like a crackhead, but don't be misled. I keep rappers on lock like a dread. Knocked in the head from the words that I said. Should get a shovel and dig your grave, cause the shit you talk is dead. Up girls like jacks, add them on like tax, and I'm over like hot tracks. As far as brothers are concerned, I pressure cooking from start to finish. I diminish like a Cuisinart. Secondly, I'm sick of critics who's necking me. Ooh, you got an afro. Yo, but I got dope. Why's my name the large professor? Cause I milked your cow. In other words, I hit your heifer. Don't talk about how you could break Rambo. That's just a bunch of man with your handful. Propaganda, save it for Savannah, Joe and Amanda, Zach and Alexandra. Don't let the folks around your way puff your head, cause you'll be the owner of a hospital bed. I'll kick fire out your ass so fast, you'll be as crispy as my man Bill Blast. Yeah, 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 yeah. 